Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in the First Love Church, a denomination founded by Bishop Dag Heward Mills. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. Behold the darkness shall cover the earth And gross darkness cover the people But the Lord shall arise Well ladies and gentlemen, it is indeed testimony time! Are you sitting down like that? If you're excited as I am, make some noise, clap your hands as we welcome our brother Dami to share his testimony. Make some noise. You give it to me, anything I want you, they give to me. So everything I am, they give it to me. Hello, can you introduce yourself and let us know what the Lord has done for you? Good afternoon. My name is Dami and I'm an usher. Um, my testimony is about miracle money that I received after the prophecy of Bishop Dag, our prophet. Wow. wow. So tell us more about it. So uh, towards the end of last year, uh, around November time, uh, Bishop Dag uh, declared uh, our wonderful weeks. And in that time, he also prophesied about receiving miracle money. Uh, I received it, I said, this one's for me. Um, then not too long after that, um, I actually, uh, so I, use a, I used to use a, a credit card that I used to pay for things. Nice. And um, not, not because I didn't have any money or anything, but it was just, it was just, just for, yeah. For living. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was one day um, I went to work, um, it's connected to my Apple Pay, so uh, I went to work, used it as a, to get on the tube. When I was at work, I received a message from Apple Pay saying um, that your uh, card has been disconnected, that I need to reconnect it. So I tried to reconnect it and there was a problem. It wasn't allowing me to reconnect. So it said, get in contact with your card issuer. So I contacted the particular bank involved and then they told me that my account's been closed. So just out of nowhere, used it in the morning, middle of the day, my, car, my account's been closed. So I called them and I was um, going to and fro with them, saying to them that um, I know that this, the types of situation, because I work in financial services, so when accounts are closed suddenly, it's usually there's a major problem. Mm. Um, so I contacted them and I was saying, you can't just tell me that there's, it's just closed. It doesn't happen. So for they no didn't reason. give a reason. They just they, told you that. It was they didn't closed. give me a reason at the time. They just told me, and I, so I said to them, I want to make a complaint because what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Um, at, at the time, the person I was speaking to said to me, "No, you can't make a complaint." I was like, they they didn't know who they was dealing with, but. Hey! 
so after afterwards i i i wrote a, a written complaint to them via email and um not long after um they got back to me and they apologized for telling me that i couldn't make a complaint and they um paid me 25 pounds for for that wow but it didn't stop there wow so there was more there was more so with regards to the account closure, they didn't really answer the question as to why they closed my account. Um, they started saying um, things that um, it was due to an account that I had previously, the reason that it was closed. So it was just some long story that didn't make any sense. So um, there, uh, there's an ombudsman service um, that you can make complaints to. So I took my complaint to the ombudsman and um, after some time, the ombudsman came back to me and said, um, that the bank had written to them explaining that um, they sent that the bank had sent me a letter um, two years ago and because of that reason that's why my account is closed so I was like this so they still hadn't given you the reason they still hadn't given a reason that made sense so I, I went back to them again and I said okay I don't have a copy of this letter but if you check my account I use my account for this check the statements this is what it's used for so they went back to the bank, and the bank then, without explaining anything, they said, we're sorry, you're, what you've said is right, and as, as you've made a mistake, we're going to pay you £250. Wow! It's a good place to clap for Jesus. Wow. So what do you have to say to the congregation today? I just want to tell everyone to really believe what the prophet is saying. Because it's a seed into our lives. And if you really believe it, it will happen practically for you. Amen. God bless you. Clap for him. May you also receive your miracle in Jesus' name. Well, ladies and gentlemen, would you like another testimony? Are you sure you would like another testimony? Let's welcome our brother Denzel. Wow. Can you introduce yourself and let us know what the Lord has done for you? Amen. Hello, my name is Denzel and I'm part of the Blessed Elephant and Castle Center. Wow. Hallelujah. Um, and my testimony today is about how um, the prophecies of Bishop Dag spared my life. Wow. Tell us more. <laughs> so, whew, a bit nervous. Um, so this all began a few months ago where I was at work. I was around the uh, reception area. And one of the maintenance guys came to where I was. And he noticed that the panel right above my head behind the reception was quite loose. And um, he said that, um, I remember him saying that the panel weighs roughly around 20 kilograms. And wow. the length is probably, it's probably the same length as me. And so it's quite thick. It's made from wood and glass. So when he said that, I was quite worried. And I said, we need to get this fixed now. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember him saying something roughly around the, saying something like, if this thing was to fall and strike somebody on the head, like the impact alone would be fatal. Wow. So, you know, again, I told him, listen, my friend, we need to get this fixed now. Um, and unfortunately, after that, I think a month later, he left. So um, he didn't manage to get it fixed before he went, and that was that. So it was still loose. So it was still loose. Um, 
So yeah, so fast forward to this Wednesday that has just left. Um, a group of us were all together with Bishop Dag. And once he had finished what he was doing, he prophesied over everybody's life and blocked every form of death over our lives. Wow. You know, so just as well as everybody else, I received it for myself. I mean, and after that, everybody... So what did he say? So what did... The, what did the prophet say? The prophet he, said he blocked every form of death from our lives. He blocked every... Every form of death. Wow. Yeah. So after that, everybody went their separate ways. And then the next day, I woke up and I had my quiet time. It was from John 8.20. Wow. And... <laughs> what did this quiet time say? In, inside, in, inside, inside of the verse, it said that, um, and no man laid hands upon him, for his time had not yet come. Wow. You know, so, I mean, I understood what it said because it's in my language, but I didn't really understand what God was trying to tell me. Um, but I just told myself, as the day would go on, I'm sure that God will reveal to me what he's trying to say. Um, so I went to work. I think it was around 7 o'clock. Everything was going normal until 9 a.m. Now, at 9 a.m., I was with my two colleagues, one to my left, one to my right, and coincidentally, they both decided to leave. Um, and while I was at reception, within the next few minutes, the, the glass and wood panel, wooden panel came crashing down. 20 kg. Down. The 20 kg panel came crashing down and struck me on my forehead. Wow. Um, so I was stunned. Luckily enough, I didn't drop to the floor, but I was in such a confused state, I didn't know what was going on. And I remember there was a woman who came straight towards me and she said that she thinks I should sit down. Um, I didn't so really how, how were you feeling at the time? Did you know where you I were? I wasn't really paying attention to what she was saying. Okay. I, was, I was in my own state of mind. So um, because there were so many guests around, it was such a dramatic scene. The first thing I thought of was I need to get out of here. So I went to the back office and that's when everything began. People started running up and down trying to find where I was, you know, trying to make sure if I was okay. They called the ambulance, paramedics came in, asking me a million questions. They took me inside of the ambulance. And then after the lead paramedic had done all her checks, um, by the grace of God, she concluded that I was showing no signs or symptoms of a serious concussion. It's a good place to clap for Jesus. So why, why do you think it was not fatal? So, um, by the way, she said that before, after she said that, she said that the only thing that I had sustained because of the accident was a minor bruise. Wow. Um, and I'm 100% sure that if it had not been for the prophecies um, of Bishop Dag um, from the day before, because let's be serious, this is a 20 kg panel hey, striking somebody on the head. <laughs> you know, and um, I believe that it was his prophecies um, that blocked every form of death from my life that sustained me. And also I believe that after thinking about it, the quiet time that I had in the morning, God was actually telling me that, when I say that your hour has not yet come, death yes. cannot lay their hands wow. on you. Wow. It's a good place to clap for Jesus. Wow. So would you say that having your quiet time is also something that should be done regularly? I think it's very important, Pastor Manuel. Wow. Yeah. So um, I just want to thank God for sparing my life. And um, I just want to thank God for the prophet and his prophecies. And I just want to encourage everybody here that, you know, um, first and foremost, if you don't know what it means to have your quiet time, please see somebody after church and ask them to explain it what it is. Secondly, if you do know what it means to have your quiet time, please do not take it lightly because as you can see from my experience, God really does speak to us through the Bible. And last but not least, um, if you have the opportunity to speak or be around the prophet, or even if you listen to him through the messages or the podcast, please, please, please take it serious because as you can see again from my personal experience, it could be a matter of life or death. Wow, God bless you. Clap for him as he goes back to his seat. May you not take the words of the prophet lightly anymore. In Jesus' name.
bring a man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, would you like some singing? Are you sure you want some singing? Let's welcome the Greater Love Choir. Yes. 
Keep clapping and appreciate the greater love. Choir. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not over yet. Would you like some anointed singing? Are you sure you want some anointed singing? Would you like some spirit-filled singing? Let's welcome Sella. One, two. Thank you. 
Ladies and gentlemen, I have good news for you. Our pastor is back in the house today. And as usual, he has a word in season. The words he shall speak today shall not be enticing words of human wisdom. But they shall be in demonstration of God's spirit and God's power. If you're excited as I am, make some Holy Ghost noise. Clap your hands as we welcome to the pulpit Bishop Richard Ayer. Hallelujah. Beautiful. Let us pray. Father, we bless you for this morning. We thank you for your great grace, Lord, that has found us, saved us, washed us, canceled our debts and our sins, Lord, then brought us into your marvelous presence. Thank you for the beautiful church you've planted us in, Lord. Cause us to be fruitful. Cause us to be blessed, Lord. Cause us to multiply, Lord. Let your perfect will be done in our lives, O oh God. Thank you for this Sunday afternoon, Lord. As we hear your word, Lord, may we be blessed by your word. I give you thanks and I give you praise for today. In Jesus' name. And everybody shall say, Amen. Amen. Beautiful. God bless you. Take your seats. Yeah, it's okay to clap. Today I have seven points for you. I pray that uh, we have time to do all seven. We started uh, two Sun last Sunday. I wasn't here, isn't it? Okay, but were you here? Are you sure you were here? And if you were not here as well, you weren't here at the time. Okay, just two people, three. Okay, but you were all here last Sunday. Very good. God bless you for coming to church all the time. You'll be blessed. Amen. There's a blessing in serving God. You know that. Yes, you'll be, you'll be very, very blessed. The psalmist said that I've been young and now I'm old. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken or his seed begging for bread. Those who serve God are always blessed. You'll be one of them. Amen. You'll be one of them. You'll be blessed. you have a blessed life. Amen. Wow. Beautiful. Smile, smile. Are you smiling in church? Yes. Church is a good place to smile. Don't be uneasy. Okay. So we started talking about tithing, isn't it? Yes. Tithing. Um, let's read Mark chapter 6 again. Mark chapter 6. Talking about tithing. That's what we are talking about. I told you that my, this series is in two parts. The first part has its messages. And then the second part also has it. So first part is a series, second part is also a series. Okay, so um, we're doing the first part. And the first part is why non-tithing Christians become poor. That's the first part. Why non-tithing Christians are poor. Why they become poor. I'm trying to get us to understand 
why a non-tither is a poor person and is ushering himself to becoming poor so that you can escape it. How many of you are going to escape poverty? You will escape poverty. Yes, but, but learn how to escape it so you can escape it. Don't just say amen and then continue in your ignorance. Okay. So in Mark chapter 6, the Bible says that he went forth from thence and came into his own country and his disciples followed him. Verse 2. And when the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence has this man these things? And then they asked this very important question. And what wisdom is this which is given unto him that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? So mighty works are are linked to um, um, do you also feel I don't sound like myself? Can you hear the echo? Can you hear the hollow? Can you hear the problems? Okay. Help me to feel like I'm in church. I feel like somebody came to church and I'm listening to the person. I want to feel that I'm here. Don't you also like me to feel that I'm the one here and I'm the one speaking? Not that I'm playing someone's message on YouTube. Okay, so mighty works are a result of a type of wisdom that you have. When you have a certain type of wisdom, one of the fruits of having wisdom is mighty works. So we can, we can, tell, we can tell the type of wisdom that you have from the fruits that you bear, from the decisions that you make. From the things that you do. You can always tell someone's wisdom. Because this is the type of wisdom the person has. From what the person is doing. From the decisions the person is making. From the moves. the person, from, from the person's works. You can tell this is, this is how wise this person is. And you see, thank God that wisdom. Wisdom can be upgraded. Your wisdom shall be upgraded. Uh, how many of you have done some things that you've regretted? Mm-hmm. So at the time of, you, see, you became wiser, that's how come you regret it. If you never regret, repent, say sorry, or turn around from your mistakes, it means that you, 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 you haven't improved on your understanding and your reasoning and your thinking. It's like you still have that, that mind, that mind and that backward way of operating. But as soon as you turn, see how you all lift up your hand? It means that you've become wiser than those days that you made those mistakes. But when you're making those mistakes, you felt good, isn't it? How many of you felt good when you're making those mistakes? I mean, you felt you were right. You were spot on. You were perfect. I mean, you are are wiser than the ancients. But now you've become wiser. So thank God that we can become wiser. That's why, that, 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 that's why I, I'm actually reading this passage to us. So that we would have, would have a, a thirst. A thirst. It's even worse what you've come to do. It, it's, a, it's, you, you have a thirst and a hunger to, to, um, um, to improve 
on your way of wisdom is a way of thinking. It's a way of thinking, a way of taking decisions, and a way of judging. That's your wisdom. How you think, how you judge, how you make decisions. It explains the type of wisdom that you have. It explains the type of wisdom. For instance, for instance, if you you would you would there's someone there's someone who would uh, not want to give himself wholly to God. It's his wisdom. It's a type of wisdom. But you see, that same person will give himself wholly to something else. Completely. Abandon themselves completely to, um, to some place in the city of London. And said, I work here. And this is me. And this is that. It's, it's, it's a type of wisdom. That's the wisdom that the person has. And then you see someone else as well who would also give himself wholly to God and say, God, I'm for you. I'm with you. I'll serve you. I'll live for you. All, all these are manifestations of wisdom. How you are thinking, how you understand, how, how your, your understanding, your wisdom. Are you, are you here with me? It shows, it just shows that this, this, is, this is how you think. This is how you make decisions. This is how you judge. Your judgment is that an institution in London can take better care of you than God. I'm pausing so I can settle in. So you be sure whether what you heard is what you hear. Yeah, that's, that's what you heard. So wisdom is one of the things that is, uh, in fact, the Bible says the principal thing. Principal means number one. It's the leading thing. It's what describes you. It's what describes everybody. It's your wisdom. The way you think. The way you take decisions. The way you judge. It shows your wisdom. And you see, when, when you see someone who loves God, likes God, I mean, seriously, not, not acting it, not acting it or, or playing the fool around it and joking with it, but someone who really loves God and gives himself to God, that person is different. It's different from someone who just talks about it, writes poem about it, sings about it, but never does what they are writing the poems and they are dancing about. They are two different people. And it always reveals the type of wisdom. That is like the type of chip or SIM card in their head. So, wisdom or mighty works are a result of the type of wisdom that you have. That's what the people will say. What wisdom is this? That such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Immediately they established that the mighty works are a result of the wisdom. The mighty works are a result of the wisdom. The mighty works we see is a way of thinking that he has. It's a type of wisdom that he has. That's how come he has these mighty works. So as you come to church, the teachings, the teachings, the points, the explanations, the, the series that you receive is supposed to be imparting wisdom to you. 
so you can become wiser and then you can get involved in mighty works and greater works. Don't just be there. Don't just be there and get excited about things and never become what you're excited about. That's how we have wishy-washy. Um, in fact, that, that, that's how we get counterfeit people, counterfeit, and real people. Hmm? So we're talking about tithing. Tithing is one of the powers and one of the wisdom keys in the Christian's life that can bring him, make him supernaturally wealthy and blessed. It's from tithing. It's from the doctrine of tithing. When you start tithing, you put yourself on a supernatural road to prosper. And you will prosper. Tithing is one of the tithing is one of the powers. Have you read Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 18? Are you happy with this thing that they've done? Okay. Why didn't you tell them? Deuteronomy chapter 8. Verse 18, it says that, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth. There there are two things I want you to see here. One of them, the first thing is that as soon as you see wealth prospering, prosperity in your life, as soon as you see it, remember God. Tell yourself, it is God. It is God. It's not, it's not your ability to get first class or two women. It is God. It's not because you smile sweetly at that interview. It's not because you really prepared before you went for it. It is God. Remember, it says, remember that it is God. Remember, it is Him. It is God. It is God. Remember that it is God. So remember the Lord thy God. Remember him. As soon as you find yourself in a good place, remember that it is God. Never divorce or separate or disconnect yourself from the fact that God is the provider of all good things in your life. Never get to that place where you feel it's me or it's something else or it's some place that... Have you not seen good places going bankrupt? Have you seen them before? I bought a blazer from a place once. I don't want to mention their name because you know their name. They are on the high street. I bought a blazer from them. And I can't even remember what happened, but I had to return the blazer. And I delayed. It's a very established, I mean, it's like, it's a, place, it's a place that my blazer won't make any difference to them. I delayed two weeks or three weeks. Then I saw on the news. Administrators are taking over these people. I said, hey. 
I want my money. I want, I want my money. I always remember it was a Sunday after church. I brought the blazer to church. You all didn't see it. I brought it to church after church. You should see me on the on high street. I said, I, because it, it was almost time for the shop to shut. I said, I am entering the shop and I'm collecting my money. When I enter, you know when shops are closed, when you enter, everything is on rails, goes in down, there's, it's like, I entered, I said, hey, take, <laughs> give me my money. Give me my money. Very stable. I said, so I can't see how you will put your faith. And by the way, they give me my money. I can't see how you put your faith and your confidence in such things. Put your faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have faith in God. When you have faith in God, you will have faith in what God says and what God teaches and in God methods. That is having faith in God. How would you know that someone trusts you or the person that someone doesn't trust you? How do you know those who trust you and those who don't trust you? You know it by their response to your instructions. You see that this person doesn't trust you. This person doesn't believe you. And it's not something to explain away. Or even a quarrel. It's not even a problem. Beautiful song. <laughs> but it, it, ex, it always explains to you. So we say, have faith in God. Have faith in God. How do you have faith in God? By doing the sign of the cross every morning? No. By doing what God says. How would you, how would you say that you trust, you trust someone? You trust your pastor, your father, whoever. How, how do you show trust? It's by doing what the person tells you to do. That's how, that's how trust is seen. So have faith in God. When you prosper, remember. Remember God. God. When you are going to work, you are happy where you work. If you are not happy where you work, keep trusting. He will give you a better place. Receive a better place. But when you are happy with what you have, as you are going, remember God. And then secondly, remember that. Remember, secondly, is that if you don't have it yet, Remember that it is God that will give you the ability, that is the power to get wealth. It is God. It is God. It is God who will give it to you. So now find God and find out how does he, how does he empower you? There are a lot of teachings empowering for something. Empowering, empowering, empowering. There are a lot of empowering stuff. Empowerment series. Okay, yes, empowerment. A lot of empowering. Yeah. Remember, it is God. God has ways of making you powerful. Powerful. Making you wealthy. Making you flourish. Are you understanding my, what, what I'm explaining to you? That it is God that gives you power. So now you also have to find out what are the power points of God? God, there are power points. So what are the power points? 
What are the PowerPoints that can get me wealth? What are the PowerPoints? Because there are PowerPoints. There are points when you plug in, you are empowered to become wealthy. You are empowered. You are supernaturally empowered. Supernaturally empowered to become wealthy. And that is God. That is God. That is God. That is God and when you believe in him. When you don't believe in him, like last week, I think I, I gave you, did I give you six, six points last week or how many? I gave you six. Six, it's like six things that you can see why, why somebody can become poor, a non-tithing person can become poor. The, the first reason, if I remember, the first was that because there's no harvest. You have actually canceled out of your life the law of sowing and reaping. Because you've not planted anything, you will not reap anything. Now, today I have seven points. Seven. So, when, when I get to number five, you know that we haven't finished. I have seven. And I want to talk to you about spiritual reasons. Spiritual. Because there are also spiritual reasons for everything. Last week was reasons. Today, spiritual reasons. Why people don't pay tithe. Spiritual. Because there are spiritual reasons. Wow. Most things, if not everything, has, they, have, they have spiritual explanations. So these are seven spiritual problems of people who do not pay tithe. Most things have a spiritual basis. If you continue in some things for a while, you see that it, it takes the thing gets a hold over you. It gets a hold over you. In normal English language, you'll say it like an addiction. Like maybe you're addicted. But before you were not addicted. You could try it and say, okay, I'll stop. I won't do it again. They go, they say, okay, I can do it. One, one off, I won't do it again. Okay, I'll try. Then it gets to a point where it's like, it's not, it's not by your choice. It's like something makes you do it. That's why Paul wrote and said, all things are lawful, but all things are not expedient. Then he said that I shall not be brought under the power of any. The power. The power. The more you give yourself to certain things, you sort, sort of sell yourself off. And then that thing gains a hold and a power over your life. A power. It's like a power is now at work. That's why you hear words like deliverance. Now you need deliverance. Now the yoke has to be broken. Now that thing has to be, because like now you can't, you can't help yourself. You can't help yourself. You wish you wouldn't, but you find yourself. Is that now you are guided by a power. But before it was not so. You could have stopped earlier. There was a time, there was a time where you had the power over that thing. That I will do this. Okay, I won't do it today. Okay, this week I won't do it. Next week I'll do it. I won't do it this that's how they, that it gets to a time that it's not, it's, not, it's not by choice. You find yourself in it with it, swimming in it. 
flowing in it. It's like people who easily feel sad and get depressed. When it starts off, it's not depression. You can, you know, wriggle out. You can wriggle out. Can you feel a heat wave again? No problem. We'll survive. We shall survive. I mean, if you believe that, we shall survive. So there, there are powers. There are some things that there are some things that when you practice after a while, it becomes part of you. Sometimes, sometimes there, are pe- there are people who can't even stay in a church. They go to a church for one year and then the next thing is like, no, I have to go. I have to go. I have to move on. I have to, I have to move on. I have to move. It's, it's, it's almost, you may not realize, but it's like a spiritual problem that you have. It's a spiritual problem because I, I can't, it's like, I just can't be in a place for a long time. It's like, I have to go. I've been here, I've been here enough. You may not put it that way. You'll find reasons, reasons. But it's like, it's like, I have to move. It's like, I have to move on, move on where? By the grace of God, this is your last stop. Amen. If you've been traveling, sojourning, and you've arrived here. May the power of God establish you. Amen. May you become like a tree that is planted. A tree that is planted. We are like plantings. We have to be like trees that are planted. Not floating trees. Planted. Planted. You have to be planted to bear fruit. You have to be planted. Don't keep moving. Uprooting yourself and replanting yourself somewhere else. A plant that is removed and replanted and removed and replanted, that plant will die. Those of you who are interested in gardening. <laughs> yeah, if you plant something here, then you move it, plant it here. One day before you realize it's just, it's just there. It's just, it's just, you'll be there, you'll be looking at your, your dear plant, it's just looking at you like... <laughs> it just can't live. Tell your neighbor, be stable, okay? Be stable. Be stable. Be stable. Be stable. It's like people who can be in, in, in a relationship. Keep changing relationship. You see, at, at a point, they are just single. They are just single. And then when Satan gets them, then he'll tell them that, you know what? You, you need to try another gender. You've had enough of this one, so try another one. See, look, I said I have seven. I've not even said one. You keep shouting and laughing with me. <laughs> but I'm explaining to you that when you see something, that's what there's, there's the Holy Spirit. You can say, this person is full of the Holy Spirit. He behaves in a certain way. They say, this one is full of devils, demons. Or maybe even one devil. The behavior is also different. It's different. That's why that's we see we have all sorts of problems and all sorts of issues. So I want to give you seven spiritual problems that non-tithers have. It is, these are problems. 
They are not, they are not, they are not blessings. They are problems that the person has. The person has a problem. It's like someone who is into memory and complaining. See, the person has a problem. And it's a spiritual problem. Memory, complaining. Never happy, never impressed, never pleased with anything. Everything is a problem. Mm, criticizing. It's a, it's, a, it's a spiritual problem. There are some people, if you go near them, you'll be polluted. That is why, that's when you understand this because they never say anything that is edifying or encouraging or building you up. When they start speaking, complaints, even things you haven't noticed, they'll point out to you that, did you see this? Was it like this? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? And meanwhile, you've been happy. Suddenly, they are showing you reasons why you shouldn't be happy. Wow. You are, you are interacting with a spirit and a negative spirit. So, number one, I think we can, we can move on now. Spiritual problems of people who do not pay tithe. Wow. You shall be free from all these problems. I block all these problems from entering you. And if you have it already, I cast it out, bound in Jesus' name. So now we can talk about it. You are all free from it. At least you will know it. I'm not paying my tithe. I haven't paid tithe. Which spiritual problem is making me not pay my tithe? Hmm? John chapter 12, verse 4. It says that, Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot. Do you know Judas? Will you ever name your child Judas? Why? Good Friday is coming. That's Judas Day. Good Friday. If you don't have any message to preach at all on Good Friday, remember Judas. It's his day. Say one disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him. Verse 5. Why was not this ointment sold for 300 pence and given to the poor? Now, the first spiritual problem is the problem of disloyalty. A disloyal person has a spirit. There's a spirit of disloyalty. That is, never agreeing, never accepting, and never thinking that what is being done is right. That's why Judas is asking that. You see, you see he's come up with a good reason. He's come up with a good reason. But his, his concern is the money. It's the money, his love for money and his interest in money is what has created the problem. Your, your, your love for money, when your love for money is greater than your love for God, you can't pay tithe. That is why you hear stories. A tithe, a tithe is being used for this. A tithe is going here. A tithe is this. And my, my money is not enough. If, if 90% is not enough for you, 100% will be enough for you. If you understand percentages. People who don't have at 90 are never content and satisfied when they have 100. 
They are the ones who are in debt up to their neck. Or the tallest hair on their head. Because what they have is never enough. I must always get something else. And then, and then, we are talking about the first, the first one is the problem of disloyalty. Because the person doesn't agree and favor sponsoring the vision of God. And the vision of the church. So, no. No tithing. No tithing. I would rather use, I'd rather use that 10% for something else. Do you know, did you know that tithe is 10%? Tithe is 10%. It's 10% of all your increase and all your income. If you earn 10 pounds, it, it means you have earned 9 pounds. 10% of 10 is 1. And 10% of 100 is 10. And 10% of 1,000 is 100. And 10% of 10,000, that's easy, is 1,000. Ask students, is, is, it quite, is it quite easy for you? Is it easy for you to relate with? You can understand, 10%. I can explain it to you in decimals. Either if it's zeros, you take one zero off. That means you've got, you've got 10% of it. If it's in decimals, you move the decimal one place to the left. So if it's, if it's 986... Point nine six. You move it one to the left, and then it becomes nine eight point six nine six. And then you round it up. You round the point six nine six. Round it up to seventy p. Wow! I think you can you can relate with that. Our students, our students, Poloko, could you understand? Okay. He's a top art student, so I need to be sure that he can understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. So either you move the decimal place, Alan, do you understand? You move the decimal place, one to the left. Alan, do you understand? One to the left, or if it's just take one zero off. If it's one thousand, what's my type? Take one zero off one thousand. You'll be left with one thousand has three zeros. Okay, <laughs> when you take one off, you're left with Two zeros. So it becomes 100. It means that your tithe is 100. When it's not zeros, a lot of numbers, like what I said, 986.69. I could say, you, some of you look dizzy. No problem. 986.69. It just means I just write it in front of you and then move the decimal point to the, remember, to the left. To the left. Like that, you 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 realize you have nine eight point six nine six. Don't be confused about six nine six. Don't be confused about it. Forget the last figure and leave it to if like leave it to six nine. Yes, six nine. And then you round it up to seventy. Round the whole ninety eight point six nine. Round it up to hundred. Yes, round it all up to hundred. The life becomes easy for you. Round it all up to hundred. All, always round up your, your offerings and your tithe. Always round it up. Don't be, don't split hairs with God. You want to split hairs with God? Don't split hairs with God. God say, look, it's okay. God have. He, he, he doesn't need it. He doesn't need it. You need it. You need him. 
He, does, he doesn't need your 98 pounds and 69p. He does, he, God does not need it. If it me, I can say that God doesn't need your offering. I can close this service without taking an offering. And we will be okay. Yes! Yes! We will be okay. When, when did you come? When did you join the church? I can close this service without taking a dime from any of you. And we will be okay. Ooh, yes! That's the family you are in. You are in a blessed family. You joined a blessed church. When you came, God's hand was upon us already. He has blessed us. I'm just sharing with you so that you can, so that your life can now be blessed. So that your life can now be blessed. Give me uh, Mark, Matthew, Matthew 6, 33. It says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto the church. Shall be added unto the pastor. Shall be added unto the pastor's wife. Shall be added unto the pastor's car. When you seek first the kingdom of God, all these things shall be added unto who? Me. You. Yeah. Say me. me. Shall be added to you. I'm teaching you so that God can add things to your life. So that your life will be blessed. So that your life will be rich. So that your life will get better. And your life will get better. Amen. It will get better for you. You see, you will walk in divine provisions. Not in provisions of some institutions in London. You, you will see that even though you have a good job, you will see that it is God. It is God. It is God who is at work. It is God who has given you power to be wealthy. Power. That's why I'm taking my time to show you this, this, this sacred socket. So that you can, it's a PowerPoint. So you can plug in forever till, till forever your life will always be watered Amen. your life will always be watered Amen. you will be okay you will actually be okay Amen. so the first spiritual problem is disloyalty a disloyal, a disloyal person has, has an evil spirit those that break the church up Split the church up, create groups within the church, silence groups, sometimes silence groups. That when 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 the shepherds are not diligent, diligent and vigilant, then such sects begin to flourish in the in, in a group. Because the shepherds are perhaps not diligent and vigilant to even ask questions. You have sects creating nonsense in the church, nonsense with evil spirits. That's what disloyalty is functioning. Disloyalty is functioning. And, and because, because of the naivety and the ignorance of people of the word of God, people, a lot of people are simple minded. Do you know that? You should not be simple minded, you should be wise. 
wise based on scripture. Simplicity leads to destruction. A simple-minded person is easily destroyed. Because you don't know what the Bible says. Anybody can sell anything to you. People can just sell things to you because you don't know what the Bible says. Know what the Bible says. When you, you see, when the Bi- you know what the Bible says, you become as bold as lions. You roar anywhere. You roar. Because you can see that what this thing is an evil spirit. And someone with a disloyal spirit can't easily be corrected. No, 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 no. When you correct someone with a disloyal spirit, they rebel. Instead of repenting, there are two options. There are two options. Repentance or rebellion. When you get correction and you have a good spirit, the Bible says, rebuke a wise man and he will love you. He says, rebuke not a scorner. He will hate you. But rebuke a, someone with a wise, the spirit of wisdom. That person will love you. You will see repentance and you say, oh, you, it's like you really like me to even address my problems. I love you. That's, that's, that's Bible. Now I'm using Bible to tell you. Rebuke a wise man. Rebuke a wise man. He will love you. Rebuke an idiot. He will take his bag and walk out. It tells you the spirit. It tells you the two spirits in operation. Second reason why people don't pay their tithe. It's tithing, but we are learning a lot of things, isn't it? People who don't pay their tithe because they are rebellious. Rebellious. A rebellious person will not pay tithe. A rebel is someone who is going against authority or institutionalized principles. It's the one who says that I won't conform, I will be different. I will be different. I know what I have to do, but I am going against the rules and the laws and the principles of the house. I will do as I choose. That's a rebel. That's a rebel. It's a rebellious spirit that will call you in private and tell that from today I'm your leader. It's an evil spirit. Evil, rebellious spirit. How do we appoint pastors and leaders? We appoint to them in front of the church. We tell you, maybe you haven't soon we'll be appointed pastors. You see, we put them in front here. You see them, they'll be in suits. We tell, this one is this one is Pastor this, this one is Lady Pastor this. this one. We don't, I, I have never called anybody to a room in the, my bedroom and said, The spirit has come upon me that from today you are called. It is an evil spirit. Read my lips. Evil spirit. E V I L. It's evil. In the name of the Lord. Cursed be thy ways. A rebel doesn't pay tithe. A rebel. They don't like tithing. It's like, no. 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 I don't like this. First Samuel. Are you learning? Many things, isn't it? Yes. You're learning about rebels. It's a spiritual, it's a, it's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's a spirit. It's always a spirit. 
That makes people rise up against authority. Rise up against leadership. Rise up against order. It's like we don't like order. Watch it when you can't be told what to do. I would like to interview your mom. No. No, I'm not being funny. I would like to ask your mom that. What's he like at home? What's he like at home? I would like to ask. I would like to ask your mom. Because it's a spirit. And spirits don't just operate in church. They operate everywhere. Yeah. I'd like to ask your mom. And I'd like to ask your last teacher. Mm. Especially the year six one. I'd like to ask the year six one. Because mm. the secondary school ones are quite political. They don't say the truth. Year six will, tell, will say the truth. Yeah. The secondary school, they are, I don't know. I think they're afraid. So they don't say much. The primary school ones will tell you that, oh, it was a bit of a, and they'll say it nicely, it was a bit of a rebel in the class, you know, and I'll just say thank you and I'll get up. <laughs> Verse 21. Hmm. But the people took, the, took of the spoil, sheep and oxen, the chief things which would have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice unto the Lord thy God in Gilgal. And Samuel said, Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice. Do you understand that verse? Should I preach it to you? To obey is better than sacrifice. Obeying, just following simple, basic instructions is better than going the extra mile to impress. Just do as you're told. And usually rebels don't like doing as they're told. So they like to do something extra to impress. And God is saying that, you know what? These sacrifices don't impress me. I'd rather you did what I said than bringing me sacrifices. Just do what I said. Just do what I said. Just do it. If you don't have a rebellion, just do what you have been told. Just do it. If you are told to sit, just sit. Why are you dancing in your seat? I'm not impressed by that. I said, sit. I see you somebody is thinking that somebody is thinking here that God likes sacrifices. God is into offerings. Oh, you come and roast, you come and roast sheep kebab. Then God gets excited. Meanwhile, you have disobeyed, you, you, are, you have gone against what he said. Wow. I was talking to someone the other day. I said, no problem. The type of problem you are bringing, I've seen it before. And the previous owners of that problem behave as though I never told them. So I copied my message and sent it back to him. I said, be it known unto you that this is what I said. Wow. I don't have anything more to say. As you are doing other things to impress. I said, I just want us to. It's cooler here. Do you know that? You people are really suffering there. I'm telling you. This place, that's why they are not complaining. It's very different there. This place is heavenly. You people, you, you. We have to make an altar call for people to be born again. 
very, it's very nice here. Very, very, very. I mean, these guys are, I mean, they don't have a problem. So all along, you didn't understand our problem, isn't it? Yes. Oh. Look, obey, obey. Obey is better than sacrifice. Any day. Any day. Any day. Any day. All the time, ask yourself first, have I done what I was told to do? Before you bring anything extra. All the time. All the, without, always ask yourself, have I done, did I do what I was told before you bring in your extra presentations? And then he says that, and to hearken. Hearken is an old English word for listen. To listen than the fat of rams. Because as the, as the sheep and the rams were burning the fire, it's like pork belly, crackling pork belly. You hear, you hear, you smell, you smell the fat of the ram. Sizzling. You see, when, when you are roasting, the, the drops, the, the fat drops into the fire. It's, it's, you see, somebody feels that God is excited by those sounds and the smell of burning fat than to listen to him. <laughs> That's why it's like, we do what we want to do, then it's like, when we come to church, or when we meet the person, then we start doing things that, this is what he likes, so let me do what he likes, as though he has forgotten what he said. Verse 23. We didn't even know that it would get to this point. We didn't even know that it would get to, it would get to this point. Some people, these are people who have come with offerings and sacrifices. And this is God's response. He, look, at where we've, look at where we've reached. Witchcraft and everything has appeared. I'm talking to you about, remember, I'm talking to you about spiritual problems. Some of the things are spiritual problems. And you don't joke with spiritual When you detect somebody, especially if you're a leader, you detect that this person has a spiritual problem. You don't joke with it. You don't leave people at the mercy of such a person with spiritual problems. Because spiritual problems are transferable. Wow. For rebellion. Now he's talking about rebellion. Rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Rebellion. Rebellion. It's like you're a rebel. So when you're rebellious, you're like a witch. A controlling person. And then stubbornness is as iniquity and idolatry. If I talk, we talk about idolatry, you say, Ish, I don't worship idols. I'm not into idols. But I say stubbornness. Stubbornness. Won't change. Shan't change. Didn't change. Won't give in. It's like, it's, it's like you're like, you're like always into idolatry. That's how serious it is. So when you see someone who is not into tithing, that person has a spirit of rebellion. It's like I'm rebelling against something that has to be done. I'm rebelling against it. I'm rebelling. I won't do it. And I'll find, I'll find explanations and stories to come and tell. Mm-hmm. 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 As 
some bills to pay. I had this, I had that. It's, it's, it's rebellion. Your, it's, like, it's, like, it's, like, it's like your God is not God. So you are more ready to please your other God than the God, than the God who can bless and who can help and who can change that situation. It's like, no, I don't have much. The, the word is trust or faith. We don't have faith in God that God can solve this. So let me solve it. Let me solve the problem of my God than to trust in God. One of the things that I have, I have discovered is that it looks as though people don't even know that they are not spiritual when they are not spiritual. It looks like they don't know. It takes junctions like this. Your devotion to God in giving and then your devotion to God in working for him. That's when you detect the spiritual ones from the non-spiritual ones. Look at our brother that we buried a few days ago. A lot of you don't know him. But he was here. He couldn't even sing a song. We give him a song. He can't sing it. We give him this. He can't do it. The, perhaps the only main thing that he did was uh, looting a uh, campus church. He couldn't do a lot of things. He couldn't do it. It's like, it's like some struggling, slow guy. But you know something? He was spiritual. Do you know why? He did it. He said, I will serve God. I will go there. I will go on mission. When everybody said, ready at 20, hey, ready at 20. He was that ready at 20 camp. We're all ready. We'll all be ready at 20. Yes, he, after ready at 20, married the person he said he would marry, zipped up his suitcase and went. And went. What else can be used to judge him? What else can be used to judge him? Songs he couldn't sing. Or other things. What else, what else can be used? He did what he said you do. You, you, see, you see what the person is made up of. You see the person's DNA. Ready, you see, ready at 20 was not, was not a song to him. It's a life. It's a life to him. It's a life. It's a life. It's a life. It's not, it's not a song for him. It's not a song to be ready at 20. It's like, no, ready at 20, I am ready. And he did it. You discover a lot of people are not spiritual, but they don't even know that they are not spiritual. Because they talk the talk and walk the walk and it's become a song. So they sing it. But they never do anything. Nothing. They do nothing. They do nothing. Non-achievers, non-fruitful, rebellious, backsliding, have they have all sorts of corruptions in their soul. We're talking about tithing. He did it all. The guy got the chance for a few weeks. And he did it. You should see the tribute. I was so touched by when we were reading the tributes from his members. And his wife was sitting next to me and she was telling me the age. Said, this one is this number of years old. This one is this years old. This one said, These are four sisters. These are this. All of them are saved and they know God. Because somebody was ready at 20 and actually did it. He did it. What else, what else can we use? He, did, he actually did it. Here he was not anything significant. 
I won't lie to you. He was not, he was not anything important. He was like a straggler. Can't do, won't do. He's struggling with everything. But then, when he had ready at 20, he said, he said, this is a door for me to serve God. This is a door. This is what I want to do. Let me use my determination to walk through that door. He walked through the door. There's nothing else. Those of you who are the few, did you hear anybody talking about his master's first degree? No, the only thing that mattered is what he did for God. That's how spiritual you are. It's what, what you do for God. What you do for God. How strong you are in the things you do for God. Those of you who say you are serving God, you want to work for God, you want to be important in the church, whatever. Look, do it properly. Don't think, don't think it's a joke. Or it's just something that we just do for fame. Don't, don't, don't go for fame. Don't go for, if you go for fame, then I'm more famous than all of you. Don't bring yourself. I can make myself the coolest on the block. It's not about who is cool in the church and who is the coolest guy and who is, but it's, we are working for God souls. We are going for souls, establishing souls, pleasing our God. What are you made of? Don't give me you are cool. Everybody calls you. They even change your name. You know what Pastor Kwame is called? PK. 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 Yo, PK. Hey, PK. Then I'm BR. BR. Call me BR, BR. What do you say? Say BR. BR. If you, if you don't want to make this so much, you just say BR. So I say, what, what's the name of your pastor? Say BR. Time you see me at the station, so I say, Bishop, I say brr. <laughs> brr. Brr. So we all feel cool. We all, have, we all cool around making cool, emphasizing on our coolness. Helps. Yes, helps. Helps. Look. Do what God is saying you should do. Just do it. Just do it. You're hearing the preaching, do it. God is talking to you today about tithing. Pay your tithe. Just do it. That's what shows how real, how, that, this, this is a real person, real person, real people. No rebellious people. We've heard, but we won't do. <laughs> I told you it's seven, but. Number three. People do not pay tithe because they only obey sections of the word of God. That's what is called selective obedience. Sections. Sections. They choose sections. I'll do this, but I won't do that. Sections. So it's like, I will, I'll go to church every, every Sunday, 
forsaking not the assembling of ourselves together. So I go to church every Sunday. I'll pray every day. Because the Bible says pray without season. So I'll pray every day. I read, I, read the word, I read the word of God every day. Because the Bible says that meditate on the word of God so that you will prosper. Deba, you prosper. It's a prosperity case there. You prosper, yes. So I read, I read the word of God. So when it gets to tithe. No, 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 no. Next. Next. What's the next one? Outrage. Do the work of an evangelist. Okay, I'll do the work of an evangelist. Don't talk about tithing. Do you know ten? Like somebody said once, do you know? Do you know ten percent of my income? Say so if you know what ten percent of my income is, you will not talk to me about tithe. Ten percent of your income. He died distributing tithing books. The only time I, I, I met I met with him, or the times I met with him to talk to him, he said, he was he was exhorting me about tithe because he could see he could see the curtain being drawn on his life, talking to me about tithing, you know, tithe this that. So I should uh, is there a book that Bishop has written about tithing? I should get him book. That's that's all. That's all he talked about. That's all he talked about to his last breath. But he said, "Do you know how much? Yes, I should be. Do you know how much I earn?" Do you know my temper? Your ten percent. What difference will your ten percent make to God? The silver and gold are his. The cattle on the thousand hills are for him. And your ten percent. Your ten percent. You have an insignificant fraction of the world's wealth, and you are talking about ten percent of that insignificant amount. Second Corinthians eight verse seven. Therefore, as he abound in everything, in faith, utterance, knowledge, diligence, and in your love to us, see that you are bound in this grace also. Do you know the grace he was talking to them about? Given. Given. You are bound in the grace of giving as well. Don't select parts of the scriptures. Do parts and leave parts. Don't say you can. You can tell me. You can. You can tell me what song to sing, but don't tell, talk to me about my my uh, my my. No, don't practice selective. Obedience and selective submission. See to it that you are bound in everything. In everything. Do everything. Do everything that the Bible teaches. Do everything. All as matters lies with you. Do everything, including tithing. Tithe as much as you go on outreach. Tithe as much as you pray. Stop thinking what that 10% could have done for you. It can't do anything because it's attracting curses. As you are chopping it, do you understand chopping? It's a, a, a fresh way of saying spending. The fresh guys, we say chop. As you are chopping, 
attracting cases. Beautiful sounds in church today. Number four. People do not pay tithe because they are greedy. Ooh. Is it not true? Yes. A greedy person is a person who is never satisfied. It's like I always want more. I always want more. It's greed. It's greed. I always want more. I must have more. I must have more. If I have this, then I would have even been better. I must have more. Have you heard the story of the greedy man and the envious man? Once upon a time, there was a certain king. And he called Mr. Greedy and Mr. Envious to his palace. And he said he wants to do something special for them. They should ask anything at all that they want. The only condition is that the first person who would ask do you understand? The first way to bring his request, he will do twice as much for the other. So there's grief, uh, greedy and envious. Debating who should go first. Envious said, if I, I let him go first. If he goes first, greedy says that. If envious goes first, he will not like the outcome. Do you understand? It's like, it's like if, if he greedy goes first, then envious will get more than him. Do you understand the calculation? If greedy goes first, envious will get twice as much. Envious is also thinking, if he goes first, greedy will get twice as much and he'll be jealous. So they argued and argued and argued. And who do you think won the argument? Greedy won it. Greedy won, so envious said, I'll go. So envious went to the king. He said, I'm ready with my request. Greedy was there. Today, he's going to get twice as much. Twice. Twice. He's going to get more. More. Twice. Anything this man has, he's going to get twice. So Envious said, My Lord, my King, my request to you is that, please, do you want to know what he said? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Those of you, do you want to know? said, please, pluck out one of my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that is what Envious asked. Mr. Greedy was standing. He didn't know whether to run, uh, run away or what to do with himself. Because now he is going to lose both eyes. That's the end of greedy people. <laughs> they always want more. Everyone want what they shouldn't have. 
Philip said, take out one of my eyes. So the guy standing there, take both eyes. He will be blind. Ah, at least I have one eye left. You don't like 90%? You don't like 90? You want all 100? The scripture says that you'll be cursed with a curse when you eat the 100. When you eat the top 10 percent, you are cursed. You want all. You want more. That's, that's the spirit of greed. Show us the scripture. You'll be cursed with a curse. Show it. So it's not like I'm imagining it. You are cursed with a curse. For you have robbed me, even this whole nation. And they are wondering, me, they are behaving like footballers. Me? Next, next, darling, darling, keep going. Oh, darling girl. I think you need to have started earlier. Sweetheart. (laughs) Verse five. Honey, five. Okay, you you get the whole picture, isn't it? Yes. So when, when you don't bring in the tithe, you are cursed with a curse. It's like problems. You think you are enjoying. You think you'll be able to pay, you'll be able to pay all your bills. But you see that month after month, it's always a struggle to pay bills. And the person who is bringing his 10% and get, therefore going, going home with less than what you are going home with is breezing through bills. Sweatless, sweatlessly, effortlessly. Because God has become his supplier. Amen. God has God will be your supplier. Amen. May God be the one that provides for you. God should be your provider. Amen. Don't know where you learned hard work from. Work hard. You're working hard. Hard. I mean hard. I work hard. Hard. I do 70 hours a, a what? A week or what? I work hard. I even do overtime hard. No. You, you see, you haven't read your Bible. Except the Lord builds a house. The laborers labor, but in vain. They work hard, but it comes to nothing. Hard. Am I not working hard this uh, afternoon? I'm working hard. Look how I'm sweating. Heat here, coolness here. Hard work. I have to have to know how to balance so that people don't feel too much that I like comfort. So when I stay here for a little while, then I go there, I go and sweat it out, then I come back here and cool it. Hard. But it's not it's not by hard work. It's by the grace of God. It's by divine provisions, divine blessings. Fastings can't wash away your sins. Fasting, you, you, are fine. you won't eat. You, you are hungry. You can't even swallow saliva. Hungry like that. All your sins and all your problems. When there's something called grace. 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 The grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God. We are saved by grace. I say, brother, we are saved. It's grace. It's the grace of God. It's not, it's not nicer. That's what tithing will do to your life. So, ah, grace. You're walking under a certain grace of God's blessings and God's hand on your life. How many do you have so far? Four. It means we haven't finished, isn't it? Five. Five is that people don't pay tithe. People don't pay tithe because they are not spiritually minded. They are not spiritually minded. 
They don't have faith. They don't believe in God. They don't believe in divine and God ways and God methods. They are not spiritually minded. Romans 8, 6. They are carnally minded. To be carnally minded is death. If you're not spiritually minded, even going to church will not be important to you. Because you're not spiritually minded. Going to church won't be important to you. Having a church, having a stable church will not be important. You treat church like you follow football clubs. I don't support any football club. There's a manager that is always sacked. I just like the way he causes a lot of controversy. So everywhere he goes, I just go with him. I have no allegiance to any club. I just like the way people don't like him. I just like the way he also doesn't care. (laughs) I just enjoy him talking and misbehaving. And when he decides to win too, he wins. If he has the weakest set of players, he says, look, I'll win this match, you'll win it. With all your Musala and everybody. Who will whip you nicely. Even the goal you score against, it will be by his own player. <laughs> what was I talking about? Carnalness, yes, carnality, 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 carnality. Don't be carnal minded. Be devoted to a church, be devoted to the word of God. Don't use common sense. Don't use, come on, use the word of God. Use the word of God. I mean, look, at least, I mean, I don't know whether you are, there's anybody here, I don't think there is, who is better, who is better at maths or calculating than I am. I would like to tell you, we should write an exam after church. (laughs) Including those of you who have exams next week in maths. Come. You come. <laughs> you come. I'll not revise. You bring your questions. Let's try. <laughs> hey, brr. Brr is now talking, isn't it? Yeah. Brr. <laughs> brr. <laughs> I know. is more than 90%. I know that. I know 100 is more than 90. 100 is 10 units more than 90. It's more. But a blessed 90 is better than a cursed 100. Yes. That's all I'm saying. And it takes a spiritual person, a spiritual person, to know that a blessed 90 can do a thousand times more than a cursed 100 will do. It takes spirituality. It takes to tune into a spiritual frequency. If you, you see, if you are not spiritual, you will not even have a relationship with your pastor. You will not even talk to you. Know, you will not even want him to even know you. To even, you will not even be interested even in his prayers. That you are even traveling that for a pastor to bless you. You will not, you, not even be interested. 
Because you are, it's all about spiritual, how spiritual you are. But when you are spiritual, you start, you gain interest in some things. Tithing, offerings, spiritual covering. You, want, you would want a spiritual covering. You would want to be able to say, this is my pastor. This is my pastor. You have you you even relate you relate with your parents differently. You want to know how spiritual people are. Your friends, your friends, your age, your age mates. Listen to them talking about their parents. You see how spiritual they are. People are always girls who are always rubbishing their mothers. Never marry such a girl. A girl who is rubbishing her dad, rubbishing she can rubbish her father. And you are going to make yourself the man in, his, in her life. You have forgotten your year nine arithmetic. It was called change of subject. Because after that wedding bound is, bound is put on her finger, you become the subject. It will no longer be daddy. It will be you. And you are feeling cool and happy about such a person. As she's telling you about her father. My father is such a useless person. My father is so annoying. My father is, and you are looking at her. You are, you are still saying that Alba, you've taken her to the... To the, to the where, where, where is that place that you like to go and eat? That upstairs. The shard, yes, that place. <laughs> High place. Why you didn't know? Oh. <laughs> You're taking her to places. And she's complain about her father, complain about her mother. No. This such a person has a spiritual problem. Because the Bible says that honor your father and your mother so that it will be well with you. Have you not read that? Ask yourself, has she not read that verse? Has she not read it? If she's read, what does it mean to her? This is spiritually unwell. Yeah. But when you become spiritually minded, you don't, you don't see faults of people that you can't correct. Their faults are beyond you. They are wrong, all right, but it's beyond you. It's not up to you to correct or to talk or to run commentary. You will turn into a murmurer and a complainer. Oh, you haven't read the story of Ham? Ham told the whole world. He told them and invited them to come and look at his father's nakedness. When you are discussing the faults of your mother, faults of your father, faults of your pastor, you are actually inviting people to come and see the nakedness. There is no blessing in it. There is no blessing in it. There is no blessing in it. So come and see how useless my father is. They would come and watch how useless my father is. Come and see. Come see how hopeless my mother is. My mother, my mother, she started whatever. There's no blessing in it. There is no blessing. You won't be blessed. I block every curse from your life. Because you are changing from today. 
Number six. It means we have one more, isn't it? Number six. People do not pay tithe because they are immature. Hebrews chapter 5, verse 12. The Bible has two types of teachings. Milk teachings and meat teachings. First Peter 2, 2, as newborn babes, desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow. But the word has milk. Yeah, there's milk level. Milk level. You don't chew, you just swallow. And then there are other things that you chew on. You, you ruminate, you meditate, you toss it, you toss it in your mind, you toss it, you toss it. Quiet time, that's, that's what quiet time does for you. The verse stays with you, sometimes for a week or more. You are just tossing the same verse in your mind, tossing it, ruminating, meditating. Bringing it out and chewing on it again. Over and over and over again. Till the revelation clicks. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have neither one teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God that are become such as have need of milk and not strong meat. There are people who are ready to chew strong meat. There are others who still have need of milk. Perhaps one of the difficult people to deal with are people that you think are matured. They you that they are not matured. It can, it can unsettle you. They are not evil. They are not demonic. But you see that, no, this person still needs milk. But has a presentation of, I'm into meat. But they are not into meat. So now you have to change their diet. Say, let me start. Let me start serving milk again, milk, then custard. <laughs> no, I've met people that I thought could chew bones and strong meat, but no, no, no. They need custard. They need custard. They need um, rice pudding. Just give them. I just have to give them rice pudding. Semolina. Verse 14. But strong meat belongs to them that are of full age. Even those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil. And when you mature, you see, you become more confident in what is evil and what is good. You don't need anybody to really teach you. You, you, you will see it and you will reject it. You will see evil, you reject it. You say, this one is good, let me flow with it. That's those who are full age and they, they choose strong meat. Because the, the meat there, it gets stronger. It gets stronger. And they have their senses exercised. That is trained, trained and developed to discern. That is, they can tell. They can tell. This thing that you are saying is an evil spirit. The Bible says, I, I'm sure it's 1 Corinthians 2.15. What's 1 Corinthians 2.15? I'm sure that's what it is. That's what it says. 
He that is spiritual judgeth all things, yet he himself is judge of no man. The more spiritual you get, the more, the more your, your opinion of things becomes accurate. You are right. In, in spirituality, in spirituality. And spirituality is not just speak, it's not speaking in tongues. Those are called gifts of the spirit. And then there are things that are called fruits of the spirit. Anybody can receive a, a gift. Anybody at all. A three-year-old can have a gift. But a three-year-old will not be fruitful. Three-year-old has no spams. Does not have menstrual cycle. That comes from maturity. These are the tricks that I can have a child. I can be fruitful. It's age. Anybody can have gifts. People have gifts. A gift, a gift doesn't, it doesn't say much about you. So you see, an immature group of people are very impressed with gifted people. And think that, and think that a gifted person can solve all their problems. No, a gifted person cannot solve your problem. He has a gift. He hasn't got a fruit. They are fruits of the spirit. Fruits of the spirit. Love, peace. You see, these are fruits. And then there are gifts. It's a gift. It's a gift. I don't know how many weeks I was in the faith when I started speaking in tongues. It's a gift. But to become long-suffering, gentle, to even have joy, Painful times, but you have joy. You have joy. You see people, people go through some experiences. They'll be depressed just now. You see somebody goes through and the person is sailing through. It's a spirituality. <laughs> you see others encourage the person. Oh, are you not depressed? Oh, are you not sad? Are you sure you're okay? The person has the joy of the spirit and the peace of God. It's spirituality. It's spiritual maturity. You lose a job, you are depressed. You don't have spams. You don't. You don't. You are nine years old or eight. You don't have it. No. It comes with age. Is the next one number seven? Oh, thank God. Thank God we made it. 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 Number seven. The instrumentalists are too slow. They are not even slow. They look, they look dead. They don't even know what is going on. Hmm. Receive revival. Okay, people who do not pay tithe, people do not pay tithe because they do not really believe the Bible.
did not really believe the Bible. You see, you do what you believe. When you don't believe in something, you don't really do it. You may talk about it, run commentary, agree, give, give some type of agreement. It's like, you know, yeah, I understand. Or maybe I understand it, but not agree. I say, I understand. I understand. But you will not do it. That's where the boys are separated from the men. That's why Richard and these type of people, they are like heroes. Because they believed. Because you stay in first love for a while, you stay in the church for a while. You, there are some messages that you hear. Or maybe you haven't heard. Maybe you don't even listen to it at all. What is it? Do you have it? Oh, yeah, I have it. No, I'm into the podcast. But maybe you don't listen to the podcast. Yes. Because if you do, if you do, you will hear some messages. You, 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 you will be affected. But what you hear, you don't believe it. So you are the same. Same old John. Keep walking, Johnny. Johnny Walker. Keep walking. Keep strolling. If you first love for a while, unless you are relatively new, you would have heard some things. Some things you would have heard. If you are listening and you believe, your heart, your heart will be arrested. Your heart will be beating all the time. You will know that, no, there's something I've got to do that I'm not doing. Unless you don't. Because when you don't believe in something, you don't care. Oh, there are a lot of things I don't believe in. Not in church, not Christian things. A lot of things that go on out of it. I don't believe in it. It doesn't bother me. At all. At all. Do you honestly think I have a ticket to Russia for World Cup? Do you think I have one? I don't even know the price. I don't even know where to buy it from. But I know about World Cup. I've been hearing about World Cup. I've been hearing this, this, that. I hear a lot of people. I it, it has no, no bearing on my life. World Cup. If I'm having a cup of tea and there's a match on our watch, I've not planned my life to what I don't know when the first match is. I don't know. The first match you pray that that day I'm free. <laughs> then I can loan my eyes to it. That oh okay, these people are there. I don't, I don't, this doesn't. I believe I've not given myself to such a thing. That I'm looking for tickets to uh, Russia. I have other programs lined up, other preaching programs. I can tell you other cities that I'll be in in the next few weeks lined up. That I know. Even with tickets bought. Not even one of them is to Russia. She be hearing, hearing, hearing messages. It has no effect on you. She don't believe it. That's not that's not your real that's not your real interest. That's not your real interest. If it's your real interest, you even be asking questions. Even Esau came back with tears because he believed in blessings. Yeah, Esau. Esau who Jacob deceived and collected his blessings. He came back with tears 
pleading with his father. He, this is the one that made that statement. I don't think anybody has made such a statement. Do you not have any blessing left? As though blessings are like shirts. And you've given all the shirts to my brother Jacob. Do you not have one left? Can, you, can I have one more? The last shirt you have, can, you, can I have it? But people don't believe in such things. A non-spiritual person, a non-spiritual doesn't even care about blessings or curses. The person doesn't even care. Unless you are actually a demon yourself. They don't care. They don't care about blessings and curses. They don't care. They don't care what their father will say about them or what someone who is in authority over them will say. They don't, they don't care. It's like it doesn't make any difference to them. That's a non-spiritual person. An untither doesn't all that the Bible says doesn't believe what the Bible doesn't believe in it. Doesn't believe in it. If you believe in it, you'll be scared to touch that which God says it is mine. Leviticus 27, verse 30. And all the tithe of the land, whether of the seed of the land or of the fruit of the tree. In other words, it doesn't matter how it's, it comes. Whether you sold the house or it's uh, uh, a grant, a loan, uh, whatever. It doesn't matter how it comes. It's an increase. It says that it is the Lord's. It is holy unto the Lord. It is special to the Lord. It's special. It is for him. The tithe of the land. It is for the Lord. It is for the Lord. Do you believe in this? Do you believe in this? If you believe in this, you never take what is for the Lord. You say, no, no. You say to yourself, no, 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 no. It's for God. I can't take it. No, 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 no. But if you don't believe, you say, oh, no, it's not for him. It's for me. I can give it to him when I want. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord. I remember when that brother came to see me, a certain brother. He's been in the church for years. He's never asked me about tithing before. But then one day, he sold a property. <laughs> he, made, he made good money. Because <laughs> when he bought me, he made good money. You know, he's sitting for his asking me that. Should he pay tithe? I said to him that I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. What do you expect me to say? I'm a Christian. I am a Christian. I mean, it was money. (laughs) Good, the brother was really feeling it. He wishes, he was wishing and hoping that I'll come up with a verse. He said, no, this one, it doesn't concern God. No, but it counts. I said, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Whether the seed of the land or the fruit of the tree, it is the Lord's. It is for him. Let's give it to him quietly and be blessed. And he did, and he has a blessed life today. He has more, he has more than what that 
um, thing would have done for him. You are healed of every spiritual problem. God will bless you. How many of you have learned something today? Spiritual problems. Spiritual problems. These are spiritual problems. Spiritual. They are different from the reasons last week. Can you see the difference? That last week reasons were easier, simpler. It's like, it's as though it's not your fault. Yeah. These ones are spiritual problems. Spiritual. Stand to your feet. You should be shouting by now. Hey, no, 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 I beg you. Look, I want you to pray for yourself that none of these spirits and spiritual problems will be resident in you and with you. I want you to pray and cast it out of your life. Reject it, reject it, reject it, that you'll be free for God's blessings to multiply in your life. God's blessings, God's blessings, God's blessings to multiply, increase. Begin to pray for yourself. Begin to pray for yourself. Pray, everybody, from the back to the front, to the sides, everywhere you are. Pray for yourself. Pray, pray, pray that none of these problems will stay with you, will stick with you. Especially what you've seen and identified as a problem that you have. Cast it out of yourself now. Cast it out of your life. Cast it out of yourself. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Listen to me for two seconds. I want you to make a prayer. Do you believe in prayer? Yes. Do you believe in the prayer I'm about to ask you to pray? Yes. I want you to lay hands on your belly. And I want you to pray for yourself. That if there's any evil spirit, any devil, I want you to cast it out in this atmosphere. You will see some problems will disappear from your life permanently. Things that you have struggled with, is that suddenly you don't struggle with them anymore. Close your eyes, mean it, and pray against that problem. Pray against that thing. Pray. If you don't know, if there's any evil spirit at all, any evil, any devil, any demon, cast it out. Cast it out. Cast it out. And pray. Everybody pray because devils are living. Demons are living. Right now. Right now. Cast it out. Cast them out. Cast them out. Out of you. Out of you. Out of you. Any struggle. Any difficulty. Any confusion. Any form of duality. Cast it out. 
cast out any evil any evil presence any evil spirit any demon any devil out now out now out now out now in Jesus name in Jesus name thank you Jesus now lift up your two hands and pray for the Holy Spirit say Lord fill me with your spirit fill me with your precious spirit fill me with your precious Holy Spirit with two hands lifted up just ask God for the Holy Spirit ask him now ask him now for the Holy Spirit say Lord fill me fill me with your spirit Fill me with your Holy Spirit. Fill me with your precious Holy Spirit. Fill me, Lord. 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 Fill me up, oh God. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. Fill me up, Lord. With your Spirit. With your Spirit. With your Spirit. With your Spirit, Lord. Fill these ones. Receive the Holy Spirit now. Receive the Holy Spirit now. Receive an infilling of the Holy Spirit. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive the power. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Spirit. On you. In you. Receive a filling up. Receive a filling up. Receive a filling up. Receive a filling up now. Receive a filling up now. You're being filled. 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 Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive and fill it. Receive it. Receive it. The power. The power of the Holy Spirit. Receive and fill it. And fill it. Today, receive it. And fill it. It's filling. Fill. Fill. Extra measure. Extra measure. Receive it. Receive extra measure. Yes. Receive it. Extra. Fill. Fill them, Lord. Fill. Fill. Fill the power of God. Fill. Fill. Be filled. Be filled today. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Pray for the Holy Spirit. Be filled. Be filled. Mashabakaya. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. Fire. Fire. It's beautiful. It's beautiful on you. It's nice. It looks good on you. It looks good on you. It looks good on you. Be filled. Be filled. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Fill. Fill. Receive it. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled. It's filling you. It's filling you. Take more. Receive it. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The fire of the Holy Ghost. The infilling power. Moshabababababaya. Kabarabashabaya. 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 Stronger. Stronger. You're becoming stronger. You're becoming stronger. You're becoming stronger. Stronger and better. 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 
Kabakataya Kababa Biso Balabahaya Kabaya Bradili Kapashaya Bladeya Bakabasasaya It's filling you up It's filling you up Be filled 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 Ah Bakaya Basunda Laba Kapa Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive the Holy Ghost. Receive it. Yes, it's filling. 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 There's an infilling. Ah, it's like a tap. It's like a tap. Receive it. Be filled. Be filled. Strength. Thank you for filling us once again. Thank you for filling us once again. Lord, let no one leave here empty, Lord. Let no one leave here even half full, oh God. Fill us to the brim, Lord. Fill us to overflowing, Lord. May we leave this place in the power of the Spirit, the strength of the Spirit, the strength of the Holy Ghost, Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit, Lord. Let us go, Lord. Let us go, Lord. Feel us. Feel us, Lord. Feel your people, Lord. Let us receive a top up, Lord. A top up, Lord. Overflowing. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Let it overflow. Let the Holy Spirit overflow on us. Overflow from us, Lord. Overflow. Let there be an overflowing power our lives today Lord thank you for your goodness fill these young men Lord fill them fill he's filling you up fill it's the Holy Spirit it's the Holy Spirit be filled be filled thank you 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I cast out every weakness. I cast out every deficiency. I cast out every lack. In Jesus' name. And I decree over your life the strength of the Holy Spirit. The overflowing power of the Holy Spirit may it become visible in your life. May it become visible. May it be your experience. The presence of the power of the Holy Spirit may become visible in you and on you. I curse every weakness. I destroy every weakness. I destroy the manifestation of any weakness. I curse it in Jesus name. And I declare you shall be strong. And you shall serve the Lord. You shall serve the Lord in honor. In glory. And in truth. In truth. Lord we want to worship you in spirit and in truth. According to your word let us be filled. Fill us with the spirit of truth, Lord. The spirit of truth. May we have the spirit, Lord. May we have the spirit to worship you, to serve you, Lord, to serve you and to walk with you. I bind every backsliding spirit. I bind every confusing spirit. I bind every spirit that causes backsliding. I Find it in Jesus' name. And thank you once again, Lord, for the spirit of truth that fills us, Lord. May we walk in your truth. May we live by your truth. May we believe in your truth, Lord. May we be guided by your truth. Thank you for the blood of Jesus that wipes away every print of darkness every print of devils on our souls, on our minds I wipe it out by the blood of Jesus Lord thank you for sanity and for peace of mind to serve you and to worship you in Jesus name in Jesus name now while every eye is closed, every head is bowed I want to pray for you specially every eye closed Every head bowed. It's a very important time. I want to pray for you. Maybe somebody invited you to church today for the first time. Or you've been going to church. Or you've even been coming to church here. But deep in your heart, you know that you are far from God. You don't have a relationship with God. You're not sure of your salvation. You're not sure whether it will be heaven or hell for you. When you die, or if Christ returns. And today you want to say that, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to be saved. I want my sins to be washed away. I want my name to be written in the book of life. Pastor, please pray with me. I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If you're here like that, while every eye is closed and every head is bowed, you want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to lift up your right hand wherever you are. Very quickly, your right hand. Just your right hand. God bless you. Lift up high. Lift up high. God bless you. I can see the hand there. God bless you. I can see those hands. 
Pastor, pray with me. I need Jesus. It's Jesus I want. All I need is Jesus. All I want is Jesus. Just your right hand. Just your right hand. I pray with you. I can see your hands there. You are not sure. You are not sure of your salvation. You are not sure. Today you want to be sure. Today you want to be sure. Just your right hand and I'll pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Have your hand lifted up. I want you to do one more thing. I want you to come to me right here. Come to the front here. Come. Come out of your seats. Maybe you didn't lift up your hand, but you want to give your life to Jesus. Come as well. Come and join us here. Yes. Yes. Come. Come from wherever you are. Come. Jesus is calling. Come. Sing it just as I am. say heavenly father thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and rose up on the third day say heavenly father I am a sinner please forgive me of all my sins please wash me with the blood of Jesus Say, Lord Jesus, please come into my heart. Please come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Say, from today, Lord, I will save you. I will live for you. Please help me to follow you, to obey you, and to save you. I give myself to you, Lord. Please write my name in the book of life. Now say, Satan, I bind you and I cast you out of my life. I've been bought by the blood of Jesus. I am born again. I belong to Jesus. I do not belong to you. 
I belong to Jesus. I will no longer serve you. I belong to Jesus. In Jesus' name. Shout it out. In Jesus' name. Say, thank you, Father, for today and for salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Shout a big amen. God bless you. We have some gifts for you. Beautiful. God bless you. God bless you. It's a very important book to read. It's called Read Your Bible, Pray Every Day If You Want to Grow. Especially a lot of these people, they've not read it before. You have it to read it. So make sure that you read it so that you grow in the Lord and you mature in the Lord. Next week Sunday, come to church again. We'll be here. Don't let anybody beg you or chase you. Tell those who dragged you here today that look, what I have learned, I cannot be begged to go to church again. I will be there myself. Tell them that next week I will be here myself. I will be in church because I want to grow in the Lord. Read your Bible. Pray every day. Congratulations. Today is your birthday. Happy birthday. God bless you. It's a special day. So read this book and grow in the Lord and come to church every Sunday starting from next week Sunday. You know your way around London, isn't it? Yes. So say, I'll be in church. I'll be there. I know I can find my way and be in church next week. I'll be here you will see my face again sweating and talking about air conditioning whilst I'm preaching we'll be here. come next Sunday we'll be here and you'll be blessed God bless you you may go to your seats and have a beautiful week God bless you clap for them as they go back communion sons of God Brothers, sisters, we are one And our lives have just begun In the Spirit we are young And we'll live forever Sons of God, hear His holy word Gather round the table of the Lord Eat His body, drink His blood Sing the song of
about to receive thank you for the body of Christ and the blood of Jesus thank you O oh God that no problem no problem shall stay with us shall remain with us after the eating of the body of Christ and the drinking of his blood Lord thank that every problem is flushed away every problem melts away every problem evaporates every problem is dismissed from our lives today thank you O God that at the mention of the name of Jesus every knee shall bow we partake of this in the name of Jesus may every issue every problem every situation bow to the name of Jesus Father I bless it I declare that the Lord's body and the Lord's blood in Jesus name Amen the body of Christ eat it the blood of Jesus drink all of it Thank you, Father, for your blessing and for answered prayer. In Jesus' name, we receive miracles. We receive testimonies. We receive answered prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Take your seats. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on social media. Search for First Love Church London on Facebook and YouTube and First Love UK on Twitter and on Instagram. Have a blessed week.